past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Welcome to The Career Confidant, and today we're excited to talk about another topic that will help you move your career forward. And today's topic is inspired by the celebration of Thanksgiving here in the United States. I know we have listeners all over the world, but here in the United States, of course, we just celebrated Thanksgiving in our last week, last Thursday. And so it got me thinking about gratitude, and I've actually been thinking about gratitude for a while now, and it's one of those mandates, I guess, if you will, that we hear about, those good ideas that we hear about from other people, and we think, oh yeah, I should do that, but then we don't do anything with it. And recently actually started doing something with it and seeing some of the benefits of this and wanted to share it with you today because of that. Gratitude is also one of those things that you hear about and it sounds like a good idea, but it also sounds like this kind of wishy-washy, fluffy thing. And it's actually not. So for me, it's a lot like the idea of the law of attraction. So I remember when I was first starting in the careers industry, I was teaching classes at the workforce center in our community. And we're talking about, you know, 2009, 2010 was when I started teaching classes at the workforce center. And I'd been doing this work for a while, career work, but mostly with people who had some kind of privilege, if you will. They had a good job, they were looking to make a transition, but they had the luxury of working someone with someone like me, and they were doing pretty well. And then I started teaching classes at the Workforce Center and started to see people who had a harder time, who were in bankruptcy, in bankruptcy, on pace to lose their home, struggling financially in a way that that perhaps you and I can't even imagine, and going to the workforce center to look for help with this work. And the workforce center, the people that had developed some of the classes that I was teaching, included this idea of the law of attraction, right? That you attract what you think you attract what you believe and I always kind of felt like this is that wishy-washy you know say this good saying and you'll be better didn't really sit well with me until I was taking class and had someone explain the brain-based idea behind the law of attraction that it's not just um touchy-feely and there might be some power in it even in that but that there's actually a brain-based piece behind it that when you or I think about things good bad material possessions whatever it might be there's actually a part in our brain that then starts to focus on that and make us 
almost subconsciously take actions towards that thing when we're not thinking about it. And this was the whole idea behind the idea of visioning and general positive thinking, if you will, was that when we have a vision, when we have ideas in our mind, positive thoughts in our mind, we don't just magically make those happen. There's actually a part in our brain that helps us think about what we do in those light, in that light, every time we're making a decision or planning or, um, you know, deciding how to spend our time, there's that part of our brain that is working on our behalf to achieve that goal that we've set. And that's the way that the law of attraction works. Well, the idea behind gratitude is somewhat similar. So people talk about being thankful, they talk about being grateful, and there are many benefits of this, of course, not just the brain-based ones that we're going to talk about here in a minute, but people around us are going to react differently, we're going to have better relationships if we're grateful and, and appreciative and communicating it, it's not just going to improve our brain and and therefore our our functioning but also our relationships with those around us because of course when we express gratitude we build relationships with those people that we are expressing it to so thinking about gratitude as a core action and thought and not just belief, but actionable belief, something that we can do differently in our lives that is actually going to change our brain. It's kind of amazing to think about that, that you have the power to change your brain chemistry simply by what you think. And of course, I love the science behind this because it makes it more tangible for me. But there are brain scan studies that have been done that show your brain actually changes, your brain chemistry actually changes simply because you are thinking differently. So we're going to talk about the ways that gratitude changes your brain, changes your physiology, and then we're going to talk about some of the very simple ways that you can increase your gratitude practice, if you will, on a daily basis. And meditation, people talk a lot about meditation, people talk about other important mindfulness activities, I have found gratitude to be the most important one for me in terms of changes in my mindset, changes in my actions. As we know, right, as part of our psychology, that changes in actions are somewhat dependent on changes in our thinking, changing in our beliefs, and that if we want to change our behaviors, that we first have to change the beliefs behind those behaviors. So gratitude has been one of the most impactful for me in terms of something I can tangibly do that changes my outlook on life, my actions, therefore, every day in life. 
And although there are definite benefits for work and, you know, that may be important for our careers, I find the benefits to be the most important for me at home and my relationships at home. And of course, we know it's pretty hard to be good at work, successful, happy, productive, effective if we are struggling at home. So this kind of a win-win here to start practicing some of these things. So let's dive in and talk about how gratitude changes our brain. And some of you might not need as much convincing as, as I do on some of these topics. So bear with me and maybe you'll have some points that you can share with someone else in your life who's stubborn when it comes to these types of things. So gratitude is good for our brains. And there is a bunch of research behind this. Um, 2009 NIH study, um, a 2016 study, I'll talk about a few of them. But um, so this is the idea that gratitude is important for our brains. And I guess maybe we back up here a little bit that gratitude is um, giving thanks, appreciation. It doesn't have to be spoken. It can just be thought. We'll talk about some of the ways that people create a a gratitude practice, but some people write, um, some people focus on saying it, uh, but even just thinking it has power and It's gratitude, it's appreciation, it's recognizing the others in your life or the things in our life and simply being thankful for them. It sounds easy, it sounds so simple, and it it can be, it should be, and yet it's still helpful to have some very tangible practices around it, so we're going to talk about some of that, but how it helps our brain. So the first thing that I find interesting is gratitude is addictive. And like any other addictive activity or um, chemical that we might put into our body, it's addictive because it activates our dopamine. So when we are grateful for something or someone, our brains reward us by giving us this natural high, this dopamine release. And then of course, we're motivated to feel it again, and more inclined to give thanks again, or to feel gratitude again, and therefore this addictive pattern. And boy, if you've got to choose something to be addicted to, gratitude's a good place to be. Because then you get all of these other physiological benefits. So because it's dopamine and dopamine is coming into our brain, you're going to get decreased pain levels. So there is a study from 2003 showing that participants showed or felt this decrease in pain by practicing gratitude small sample size of that study, but I don't think there's any drawback to trying it. Um, Numerous studies showing that our gratitude practice helps activate our um, limbic system so that we can fall to sleep easier. And in fact, a lot of gratitude practices are suggested at bedtime, at night, and 
there's many reasons for that. It's easy for us to get into the habit when we do that, and it also helps for our sleep. It can reduce other things that keep us from sleeping, but has that that connection to our limbic system helping us sleep. One of the things that it helps relieve that can also keep us from sleeping is stress. So better sleep helps us alleviate stress and just being in that gratitude place counteracts our stress response in our brain and helps us manage stress or decrease stress. So it shows that there's a relationship between stress and sleep that is helped by gratitude, but also just a relationship between gratitude and a decrease in cortisol, which is, of course, our stress hormone. So when we're practicing gratitude, we're less reactive to stress, but we're also then more resilient to trauma and stress. So when you think about people in your life that you know that are resilient, that show that resilience, perhaps they're great at gratitude and you haven't thought about that. So we're going to take a short break and when we come back, we're going to talk about a few other ways that gratitude changes our brain and then dive into some specific ways that you can start a gratitude practice for yourself. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. You hear about it all the time. Compromises, destructive malware, major breaches. You can't turn on the news without hearing about the latest cyber event. Learn more about cybersecurity, how it has become one of the most significant threats to our national security, and the battle experts undergo every day on your behalf to protect you, your families, and your data. Task Force 7 Radio with host George Redis is the voice of cybersecurity around the world. Tune in live every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on The Voice of America Business Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. 
Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and today we're talking about gratitude and brain-based reasons that gratitude works and how gratitude changes your brain. So gratitude, we've talked about that it reduces our stress, we sleep better, actually physically can reduce our pain levels um, because of the influx of dopamine and that that influx of dopamine is in fact addictive in a good way. What a good thing to be addicted to. Reducing anxiety and depression and lots of research here showing that gratitude decreases depression during the time that we're practicing gratitude, something that we practice um, every day. And then it can also improve our mood and reduce that anxiety. So not too surprising that when we're getting better sleep, we have better a handle of our depression, our anxiety, but the benefits go even beyond that. Then, of course, that increased energy and vitality that we get with better sleep, less stress, and just kind of that general happiness. Interesting, you know, people, of course, then want to say it lengthens our lifespan. I I don't know about that, but it definitely does help with all of the things we know eat away at our health, our physical health, in terms of our stress and lack of sleep and anxiety. So when we think about gratitude and the benefits of it, it's not that fluffy, feel good, just to feel good. It actually has brain-based research behind it and the the chemical activity that it causes in our brain, um, which is very powerful to think about your thoughts, having that much power over your body, that mind body connection that sometimes we forget, right? It's easy to just think, Oh, I need to buck up and get to be more effective or I need to be more productive. And we can focus on all of the great tips for improving our productivity but if we're not working on our mindset if we're not thinking about how our thoughts are impacting our behavior and impacting what we do every day we can do all we want to to manage our behaviors and still be eroding away our effectiveness from the inside in terms of our our mindset and our thinking. So those gratitude pieces that are so important for us in in terms of our our makeup, our physiology, um, there's also some gratitude pieces that are important for our psychological health. So there's some studies that show that when people are practicing gratitude, they're more likely to feel positively instead of negatively. So that emotional piece can be an outcome instead of uh, a cause. So sometimes we can think, oh, I want to be happier. How do I, you know, how can I be happier? Well, gratitude is something that can help us change our emotions. And what I love about 
gratitude is the power that it has when we do share it and that it has power when we don't share it. And even thinking about gratitude or writing about gratitude just to ourselves has all of these positive benefits for us. And then also circles back on itself, reinforces itself, and makes us better at doing it, better at finding things to be grateful for, and then also better at expressing it. So you can practice this by yourself quietly, um, not have to share it with anyone, not have to feel like you don't have the right words or don't know how to share that appreciation. And then as you practice it, you'll somewhat naturally get better at sharing gratitude in actual words when you need to do that. Now, one of these studies shares that all of these benefits take time and consistency. So just like anything else in our life, if you're going to go to the gym one day, you're probably not going to be in any better shape or, or lose any weight. It's that consistent practice habit that offers the most benefit. That practice is what we're going to talk about today. How do you create a gratitude practice? What could that look like? And how can you make it a habit for yourself? And how can you continue that gain in terms of your good habits as you move forward? So let's talk a little bit about habits, because I was doing a little bit of research on this today for a different reason, and came across a graphic that I found very interesting in terms of how habits form. And so it was this kind of four-part pattern of habits, and kind of very psychologically based, this is how habits create themselves. So there's some kind of cue to your brain that initiates a behavior. And this could be and kind of primordial, if you will, um, ancestor, prehistoric ancestral cue, like we're hungry. And so we do something that satisfies ourself. So we have some kind of cue that we need something. That becomes a, a craving, and that's the motivation piece. So there's a cue, and then there's a craving. And then we feel that craving, so we have that response. This is the actual habit having a cigarette, if you will. So the cue is that you're maybe anxious. The craving is the cigarette. The response is that you actually have that cigarette. And then the reward is that goal of every habit. The reward is at the end. Uh, it's satisfying your craving, right? So we have a cue, a craving, a response, and a reward. Just some other examples um, emails, right? Emails, I think, do this to all of us. So we get an, an email, we start to feel stressed and overwhelmed. 
So we have some kind of negative response. Um, maybe we bite our nails. Maybe we, but we grind our teeth. Whatever it is that your stress response is when you're feeling overwhelmed and at, at work, and then we satisfy our craving to reduce our stress by taking that action, and it reinforces that habit because it makes us feel better. Maybe not in a good way, but we, we feel better, right? So another example for those of you who drink coffee, you wake up, you want to feel alert, drink a cup of coffee, you satisfy your craving to feel alert. Maybe even you don't really feel that much more alert, but you think you do because you drank your coffee. And so you've gotten that reward and you think you should do it again next time. So we can use this idea of habit to short circuit the process and put gratitude in when we start to have these feelings. So the answering emails one works really well. You're answering emails, you start to feel stressed and overwhelmed. Instead of doing those stress responses, biting our nails, chewing on our lips, whatever it might be, tapping your finger, eating the treats at your desk, instead of doing those things, we insert gratitude. And that way, short short circuits the habit, but then we also get the reward of feeling less stressed because we have to have that reward to make it a habit. That is our way to create a new habit. So in this article about, um, and it's a three steps for habit change, it talks about making the cue obvious and then making whatever you're going to do differently attractive and easy and then making sure that you recognize the reward or the satisfying part of that, right? So making it obvious, that's what a lot of productivity tips talk about. Having a schedule, um, knowing what you're doing, being mindful of what you're doing, that's great. That's the kind of make it obvious piece. Okay, I'm going to check my email at noon. Making it attractive. I've got some goal of what I'm going to do to make that attractive. Um whether it's emptying my mailbox, that's another productivity tip, right? It's to have that empty mailbox because that makes it attractive. And then to make it easy, how can we fit gratitude into that process or how can you fit gratitude in um, to that process as you're going through your emails? And that might also work in the making it more satisfying. But when we're thinking about creating a gratitude habit, kind of taking it away from the email example, you want to pick a way of a gratitude practice that is obvious, attractive, easy, and satisfying. So I'm going to give you a few examples when we come back from break of different things that people have suggested or used in some of these research studies that I was talking about to create a gratitude practice, which really is a habit. <music> 
So we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we'll talk about some specific gratitude practices that you can use and how to make those a habit. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Today we live in a truly global environment. Business can more easily be conducted now in almost any part of the world. How do you, as a business owner or professional, navigate the ever-changing business landscape? Tune in to Leadership Beyond Borders with host Kimberly J. Lewis. With a worldwide resource of guests, you'll find out what opportunities and challenges surround diverse and virtual organizations. Listen live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have you tapped your full potential as a leader? Sometimes you have to go a little deeper and connect with your inner force. Join host Angela King as she invites you to discover something that already lies within you and helps you become a better leader. Your most important connection is the one you have with yourself. It's time to connect, ignite, and rise. It's time for Inner Force. Tune in live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. Today we're talking about gratitude and how to use gratitude to change your not just your mindset, but your actual brain chemistry. And part of this is a way to short-circuit habits that we might have that aren't beneficial to us. And being mindful of those is part of the process. So when we're thinking about our stress responses or things that aren't, aren't beneficial for us, we can mix gratitude into the process and help short circuit those. But that might be kind of a second level advanced (laughs) gratitude. So let's go back and just talk about how we might make gratitude a daily practice uh, in and of itself. This might be the, the best place to start. So there are several different ways that I've heard people talk about gratitude and gratitude practices, and all of them fit this idea of a habit. So having some kind of cue that I'm going to do my gratitude now, making it obvious, 
having something that makes it uh, attractive, um, some kind of pull to do that gratitude practice. You only need that at first because then the dopamine will do that on its own. Make it easy so that response piece of what what will you get out of it again that will the dopamine will help with that and then the the reward afterwards when we're thinking about our gratitude practice there are a few different ways that we can do it one of the most common ones that I've heard is to create a gratitude journal so the idea behind this is that you write in the journal every night three to five things that you are grateful for that day. Why this works is because then during the day, you know you have to sit down and write that gratitude journal at night. So you're pretty programmed to be thinking all day of, oh, I'm going to remember that so that I will have something to write in my journal. It feels good at the end of the day to have something to write in the journal. So it naturally reinforces our focus on that during the day so that we have something to write at night. So then all day you're noticing more of the things that you are grateful for simply because you know you'll have to write them down at night. Now, some people do this without the actual writing. So at night, they just have to think or say three things that they're grateful for. It's not as rewarding as writing is going to be, and probably won't have as much power as writing will have. So those of you who think, oh, I'm not great at journaling, um, that's just one option. But just saying that, oh, I'll think about it every night probably will not be as effective as actually pulling out the journal and doing it. There are other options, though. So if that doesn't seem like it will be a good fit for you, that's okay. The other one, and one that I really liked, was picking gratitude signs. So this is the idea that you can either pick or create things that will appear in your natural environment during the day that you can be grateful for. So, there might be some negatives uh, attaching this to food, (laughs) but you could do that. You could have, you know, I have my one piece of chocolate every day and I'm really grateful for that. And that will work as as long as it's framed that way, perhaps. Um, You could have a sticky note that you put on your desk if you find that you're particularly anxious when you sit down to check your email you could put a gratitude marker on your computer that just says gratitude and reminds you to be grateful, or you could have it be more specific, I'm grateful for, and you've got one or two things listed there. You can also have people be gratitude markers, and um, I find it interesting that this somewhat happened naturally for me. So if you've been listening to the show, you may have heard my story before that uh, took four years to have my my first kid, my son, um, took four years of trying and medical issues and all of those things. And there's some built-in gratitude there 
because of that process, because we had to try so hard to get him. When I look at him, I feel grateful. And it's easy for me. Um, even when he's being the two-year-old that he is, I still look at him and feel that feeling of, of gratitude that we were able to have that in our lives and deal with that and become much better humans um, because of having to deal with that two-year-old tantrum that I may be not wanting to deal with at the moment. I recently had a second son and the stress that two kids is just so different um, brought this back home for me. And so now in a more mindful way, a more conscious choice way, have reminded myself that both of them, both my little guys, are gratitude reminders for me. That when I look at them, when I hear them laugh, um, for you, maybe it's a dog, maybe it's a cat, maybe it's a spouse, maybe it's um, a friend that you can that count on looking at their texts or whatever it might be that help you remember things and people that you're grateful for. It could be a material object. Um, maybe you have a possession from a trip that you went on. I also have a picture of a turtle from Hawaii that sits above my desk that reminds me of, um, to be grateful for all of the experiences that I've been able to have in my life. So those tangible gratefulness reminders, it only took a few days for me to kind of program into my brain that when I look at those things and, and people, I feel gratitude and Boy, does it change your relationships when you think about it that way. Um, there's some research in the relationship department, not to go too far down that road, but once we've started noticing the negatives in someone, we're much more likely to keep noticing those negatives, and you actually have a choice of what you notice in people. So if you start to notice that your kids or your spouse or your boss are getting on your nerves, you have control over that. And focusing on what you're grateful for, focusing on what you appreciate about them, actually will transform your relationship with them. You choose what you focus on in those relationships and you choose how that makes you feel which then chooses how you behave towards them we have control over that whole cascade by deciding what we choose to to think about when we look at that person and focusing on appreciation will change that that relationship so if you're struggling with someone if you're thinking you know oh my spouse is really st starting to get on my nerves or my goodness my teenager i'm about to pull their hair out um or my boss you know i i'm a, really needing to find a new job because my boss is just the most horrible person on earth you might try this it's not going to make a, a person um you, you know it's not going to make a bad person good, but it will change your focus in your thinking and perhaps 
it's not as bad as it seems, but we're in a pattern of creating that self-fulfilling prophecy. So try it and you might find, you might like what you find. So those are two simple ones. Gratitude journal, getting that notebook, writing down three to five things you're grateful every night and a gratitude marker. And again, you can create that. It can be a sign. It can be a post-it note on your computer. It can be people and or things that you designate that when I look at that throughout the day, I'm going to be grateful. And the more specific you are there, the better. So I'm going to look at this picture of Hawaii and be grateful for the opportunities I've had and the things that I've seen that I never thought, couldn't have ever imagined that I'd get to do and and be and see. These people in my life that I'm really going to be grateful for because I know not everyone gets that or has that in their life. And the more specific we can be, the better. So be grateful for my husband because he does X, Y, or Z. Be grateful for my wife, my spouse, my best friend, and be specific as you can be about what grateful and appreciative thoughts that is going to trigger for you to get you in that that mindset of appreciation and gratitude. So there is a kryptonite in gratitude. And I learned this from a lady who talks about kryptonite and and, um, burnouts kryptonite, Anna Christina. She's a resilience coach. She spoke at an event that I went to a few years ago, and she talks about how gratitude is burnouts kryptonite. So the formula here and why this works, this is also brain-based, and I love it. Because of where gratitude and fear sit in our brain, you cannot have gratitude and fear in your brain at the same time. Also cannot have gratitude and anger in your brain at the same time, which is why gratitude works so well to change our relationships. Because when we get into that pattern of getting angry or frustrated with someone, gratitude replaces that because the two cannot coexist in our brain. So when we're thoughtfully, consistently grateful for someone in our life, um, we are going to be less angry and frustrated with them simply because of the way the brain works. Fear, same thing, that when we're afraid, and I would kind of put out there that when you're struggling with productivity and you think, oh my gosh, I'm just not getting as much done as I need to get done during the day, it's highly likely that it's not a prioritization issue. It's highly likely that some part of that is related to fear, frustration, anger. So by replacing those things with gratitude, we can actually be more productive really easily, although it's the hardest thing to change. It's really easy to think of, oh, I'm going to get a new prioritization schedule or a new uh, client or a new um, calendaring process. 
what really is eroding your productivity is your mindset. So we're going to take a short break and when we come back, I'm going to share this kryptonite formula with you from Anna Christina and close up how gratitude can change your work and your relationships. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we've been talking about appreciation and gratefulness and how we can start that practice in our everyday world. So we talked about gratitude journals. We talked about the gratitude markers, people, things around the house or workplace that you can create for yourself to remind yourself to be grateful. The last piece I want to mention is um, grateful gratitude meditation. So... (laughs) I'm kind of a, a goal-oriented gal, and the idea of meditation has never appealed to me very much. I've always had a really hard time sitting still for that long uh, a period of time. So I used to do my 
meditation, if you will, while I exercised, while I was walking, while I did the elliptical machine, um, realized that with um, two young kids and a business to run, that that was not happening as much as it needed to, the exercise part of it. And so therefore, the semi-meditation piece of it wasn't happening either. And someone recommended that I try the app Calm, C-A-L-M. And Calm is a meditation app. But what I love about it is that it has guided meditations that focus on things like this. So there's actually a Calm guided meditation that is the seven days of gratitude. And that was... Uh, life-changing for me at this point, right? I was I was stuck in stress and anxiety of trying to run my business and deal with a newborn. And that practice was something that I could listen to right before I fell asleep. It's not exactly how you're supposed to meditate, but it worked for me. Um, listen to it while I'm doing other activities that I have to do anyway so that I can get that mindset change. And even when I actually do sit and and do it more like you're supposed to when you meditate, there's this additive of something to think about, something to focus on that really helps me. So the seven seven days of gratitude talks about how to create a gratitude practice and all the other different ways that you can use gratitude in your life. It's where I got the idea of the gratitude markers, the gratitude things and and people that has really helped me. Calm is an app that you do have to pay for. Um, probably to listen to the seven days of gratitude, you have to pay for it. I, I find it to be well worth it. I'm sure there's other apps and other things similar out there on the market, but that's the one that I used and that I like. So meditation can be a way to practice your gratitude, kind of similar to that gratitude journal, um, but it's a little bit deeper than just thinking about the things that we're grateful for. It's actually meditating on them and, and using them as part of your meditation practice. And if you've been meditating for a while, you're probably much better at that than I will ever be. Um, but I really enjoy Calm and and their guided meditations, the seven days of mm-hmm. gratitude, seven days of happiness, um, seven days of self-esteem, all good stuff. So that mindset piece of gratitude is the power and practicing it helps us get there quicker, but then working it into our everyday stress is how we can help ourselves reach some of those productivity goals, take more risks um, at work, take more risks in our business. You know, those times when you're sitting down there thinking about, well, why am I not doing that? Like, I I have everything I need to do that. It could be because fear is getting in the way and gratitude could be a short circuit to that fear. So this kryptonite formula from uh, Anna Christina, and she talks about radical resilience, radically resilient is... Um, 
oh, Tools of Hope. That's her business. Tools of Hope, Anna Christina. There we go. So the formula is giving thanks even when, if, though, the crappy stuff is happening. So some examples. I am thankful that I have such a vibrant community of customers, even when I'm overwhelmed by my emails. So I sit down on my email, I'm overwhelmed by my email box. This happens to me daily. (laughs) I get hundreds of emails every day to sit down at that email. And and before that time of my day that I've planned out that I'm going to do my email to say to myself, I am thankful for my community of customers, even when my email is overwhelming me. And you can feel that shift. You can feel the energy move from what my friend Susan Whitcomb would call the red brain, right? That flight, fright, freeze, adrenaline to the blue brain, creative, open, I can do this. That mindset shift is what really gets in the way for most of us in being productive, not any kind of productivity tricks or email management tricks. It's are we moving at a speed that makes sense and we can only move at that speed when we're not dealing with the junk that comes along with our mindset. So I encourage you to find a mindfulness practice not a mindfulness practice, a gratefulness practice, gratitude practice. Find a gratitude practice that works for you. Is it in the moment? Is it a journal at night? Is it part of your meditation, part of your mindfulness? There are some great ones that you can do in five minutes a day at work. The calm ones are like 12 minutes. Find something that works for you to consistently practice that gratitude because it's with that consistent practice that we can change our brain. You have the power to change your brain. You have the power to change your brain chemistry, to be healthier, to sleep better. doesn't take anything more than that gratitude. Is that going to completely do it? Probably not, but it, it, just like exercise can probably replace some of the self-medicating that we do to handle those issues. So I hope that you'll try it and share your results with us. How does it go as you start to integrate gratitude practice into your life? And you can always reach out to me at Marie, M-A-R-I-E, at careerthoughtleaders.com. And we look forward to seeing you right back here again next week on The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.